Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for joining the John McGinnis Show. I'm Kelly DeMarco, happily filling in for John today, right here on KFBK News Radio and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Good to be back. Good to see Kendall, our producer, back in the studio here today. Um, I love filling in because, you know, for so many years I was behind the anchor desk and it was just news, 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 news all day, every day. And now that I am out of news, it's just such a pleasure to be back on the air. And I also feel like every time I fill in for John, there's just interesting stuff to talk about, things that are going on in the world that I know are affecting me. I know they're affecting you. Um, But first, I just have to say, you know, I hope you had a great, relaxing Memorial Day weekend. Um, I know for me and my family, it was nice to just unplug, relax. And it really was a great opportunity to take a moment, you know, as we all say, you know, it's not just about barbecuing and swimming and hanging out with friends, but really had this nice moment over the weekend where I pulled my daughter aside. She just turned eight and I talked to her about what Memorial Day is. And if you're a parent, you know, these are sometimes tough conversations, but they're important ones. And I was really um, just so proud of her for asking so many good questions, um, learning more about our military, learning why we celebrate this holiday and why, you know, we really take the time to think about those who've made the ultimate sacrifice. And um, it was just a really lovely talk. And I just want to say, if you are a military member or a family who's lost one, um, you know, bless you. It's just been um, a tough time. And just really uh, for my family, though, um, a nice opportunity to just kind of come together after what has been a really, really sad week in the news. Um, You know, I've been thinking a lot about what happened just a week ago with the school shootings. And again, as a parent, um, just how much that affected me. But, you know, in my past life, in my past career, if you're not familiar, I was a news anchor here locally on the NBC affiliate KCRA. And, you know, when, when the news turns like that, you just eat, sleep, all the details, and you just regurgitate that bad news all day long. And it's so important, yet it was so tough on me emotionally. Um, it was really nice this time, I have to say, to read about it and then shut it off, you know. And so, you know, just coming back from just a nice weekend, I really squeezed my daughter extra tight this weekend and really have just been thinking a lot about what's in the news. and. Um, side note, had a fun night last night. We actually, we went to see Top Gun on Memorial Day. It was so good. If you haven't seen it yet, every one of my friends who saw it were like, you've got to see this. So it was pretty cool for Memorial Day to see the movie. Um, ladies, Tom Cruise still got it. The guys have still got it. It was a great mix of, of old and new. But anyway, so lax, relaxing weekend. And I woke up this morning and I always like to look for, you know, good headlines, what's happening in the news. 
and I am all about a good headline. <laughs> I think just my past news experience. So I'm sifting through just different stories, um, things that are going on in the world and especially here locally. And I come across this headline that just stopped me in my tracks. And I'm like, yep, yep, this is what we're talking about today. This is the headline. California gas prices are now higher than the federal minimum wage. Let me say that again so it just sinks in. California gas prices are now higher than the federal minimum wage. That's crazy, right? It's crazy. I cannot believe what it is costing to fill up the car. I mean, I fortunately don't drive as much, but I know that most of you listening right now are in the car. You're to and from work. You're out running the kids around. And this is this is serious stuff. This is crazy amounts of money that I know um, after working with a lot of nonprofits that, you know, a lot of times families, especially now with inflation rates, what they are, they've got to make a decision, you know, paying for bills, paying for utilities, paying the mortgage, feeding their family. And now with gas prices, I just want to talk today a little bit about how are you doing with that? Is it changing the way that you you know, go to work or make vacation plans. Like, is this affecting your family like it's affecting mine? And I feel very lucky in that, you know, it's it's annoying and it's it's costing us a lot of money, but we can still kind of roll in the cost. And I know a lot of people are not that lucky. Listen to this national, uh, the national average for gas hit a high today of 462. 462, that's the national average. Doesn't sound like a lot, of course, for us. Um, but again, when you hear that, that our gas prices are higher than federal minimum wage. So the federal minimum wage, just to give you a little bit of perspective, is $7.25. Fortunately, our minimum wage in California is nearly double that of the federal minimum wage. So basically, here in California, if you're an entry-level hourly worker, you're going to earn at least 14 bucks an hour. But that $14 is not going to go as far as it used to when it comes to filling your gas tank. So Gas Buddy... I looked into this a little bit more. Gas Buddy, you know, their, their website that will tell you, actually, this is a good resource. I remember doing this when I was a reporter in Denver, and I would look at Gas Buddy for reporting purposes as a great website if you're looking for the cheapest gas station in your neighborhood or maybe one on the way to work. Go to gasbuddy.com. Side note, that's just a great resource. But Gas Buddy says that there are nine gas stations in California that are charging more than $7.25 a gallon. Chevron, Mobile, Shell, and a Valerjo in LA. And, and a lot of these Menlo Park, they're they're in Southern California. But listen to this. A Chevron on North Alameda Street in Los Angeles has the highest gas price in the country, with regular unleaded going for eight oh five a gallon. Eight oh five a gallon. Can you believe that? And so the average price in California we're paying is six sixteen. I remember, I remembered the moment I was sitting on the air. This is a couple of years ago, and I was sitting on the air with Galston, and I turned to him and I said, um, "Can you imagine if gas price, if gas prices get to five bucks? Like this was I don't know how many years ago. Obviously pre pandemic, and then a few years probably before that. And I was just thinking, no way in heck could gas prices ever get to five dollars a gallon. Like who would be able to afford?" Those kind of gas prices. But here we are in our state now averaging $6.16. And we're paying higher taxes on gas than those in other states. And we know a lot of that money goes for things that we need, infrastructure, sustainability, other costs. 
but we've got high property taxes, land is expensive, cost of living here is like 39% higher than the average U.S. city. Um, And then on top of that, these branded gas stations, like those on the list that I mentioned, can actually charge a premium. So I just wanted to kind of open this up for discussion today. Number one, how is this affecting you and your family? How is this affecting how you do business? I mean, gosh, I think about, well, for my family SUV, it's a hundred bucks to fill up. But what about truckers? What about delivery drivers? I mean, I already feel like Lyft drivers and Uber drivers, they're probably feeling it. Um, how are they doing it? And, I, and later I do want to talk a little bit about the electric vehicle conversation and, and are you considering getting an electric car? Like, is this enough to really push your family to make some different decisions? But I think we can kind of break down a lot of what's going here. And I'm interested to hear um, how it's affecting you because I just think it's crazy. And my family, that I grew up in Denver, prices are going up there too. It is kind of turning into California, but um, but I just am getting to that point where, California is just outpricing so many of my friends are done. You know, they're they're moving out of the state for a lot of reasons. This is just every time something like this happens, it's just like, oh, ouch, it's painful to live here. Yet, yet, I love Sacramento. I can't ever see moving. There's so many amazing things about California, but gosh, it's expensive, really expensive to live. So here's the number, 916-921-1530. You can also call me at 1-800-834-1530. But again, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on our record-breaking gas prices. Is this affecting what you do day-to-day, your family vacation? How's it going for you? And if you're a truck driver, how do you afford this? All right, so we're going to continue the show right after this, right here on The John McGinnis Show on KFBK News Radio. Don't go away. Well, good afternoon. I'm Kelly DeMarco in for John McGinnis on KFBK News Radio and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. So glad you're with us today. You're probably back to work after that long, relaxing weekend. And most likely, you're probably listening to us in your car. And we're talking a little bit about how crazy gas prices are. National average for unleaded gas hit another new high of 462 a gallon today. And California's average now at 616. Of course, we're the highest in the country. And I'm just curious how this is affecting your life day to day. And is this going to affect possibly your vacation plans? So got a couple callers on the line. Let's go to Greg in Sacramento. How are you doing, Greg? Oh, we lost Greg. Okay. Let's go to Dan in Rio Linda. Dan, thanks for joining the John McGinnis Show. Hi, Kelly. Hey, nice to have you on the on the line with us. Oh, thanks. Um, the the price of gas is fetched. I, I deal with livestock and I have a little bull service and I get I deliver these bulls all over the local area here and and, and my delivery charge went from fifty cents a mile to a dollar a mile wow. in over the last year. And and I have people 60, 70, 80 miles away. And so when you're looking at somewhere near $250 for just for delivery fees to, to, to cycle their cows, to breed their cattle. And it's just a, it's, it's then on top of that, the breeding fees, it's people are looking at and saying, well, we just can't do this anymore. And then the price of hay, you know, I, I just talked to our hay guy today and, and he's, he, you know, price of hay went from, you know, last year I paid $13 a bale for alfalfa. Now we're talking $18, $19 a bale. So we're talking, talking additional almost 30%, 50%, you know, 40% up. I mean, what and can you it, do it, about it? What, what, what are you, how is this changing your business? I mean, it sounds like you could possibly oh, my, my lose some. tanking. Yeah. 
my business is tanking. I, I lost half my customers. I've sold off half my bulls. I it just it's terrible. Uh, this time next year, if this keeps going, uh, I'll only have a few select. I, I went from over a hundred different customers to now I'm down to you know somewhere around forty. Wow. You know, and 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 I used to be you know two years ago I I didn't have enough bulls to service this you know this this what I do and and, and now and and hay was you know ten dollars a bale and. And now it's 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 beyond and in this the the electric the national electric board or something like that today said two thirds here you know you talk about electrical cars uh, they said two thirds of the nation will have rolling blackouts this summer really that's the other thing yeah and and, I, and it, it's just the that was reported today and you know that's that's when are you going to plug your car in. Well, that's you know, that, that yeah. is the conversation. When, when if t- everybody's got an electric car, go to the extreme. Are we really prepared and set up for that either? What what's what's the answer More here? People have electric cars. Yeah, yeah, we all get home from work at five o'clock. My wife, she travels fifty five miles each way to work. You know, she's she, that six dollar six eighteen a gallon for gas right now on her is killing her. You know, yeah. and, and she don't know she it, it, she don't know what else to do, and mm. so. It, it's but the electrical car thing. It, it that's a that's a farce. Mm. They, uh, they you know everybody gets home at five o'clock. So now we're gonna have to make sure nobody plugs their in because they already recommended that. Hey, when you get home at five o'clock in the evening from work, you don't want to be plugging your car in right away. Mm. So when are you gonna charge a dang thing? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan, I'm okay, so sorry. To, no, it's great. And you know, Dan, I'm just so sorry to hear about your business, and you're not alone. Okay. And that's a tough. That's a tough business to be in right now, and um, just feel for you. So good luck right. with that. Well, thank you. Okay. So, gosh, you know, that's one more thing I didn't think about, just the cost of everything. You know, for someone like Dan, there's a lot of farmers in our area, too, that are just really feeling the pinch right now. Uh, another report that came out today was really talking about, yes, with gas prices, but with inflation and gas prices together is really weighing on folks who are planning vacations this summer. Um, I know for us, we're not really, you know, we don't really do road trips and that sort of thing. Um, But I know it says like this report says 60% of Americans said that they would take more trips this year compared with last year. But now with the higher prices, that's really causing travelers to start to scale back their plans and go shorter distances. A third are likely to cancel vacations altogether. So here we are, you know, coming out of COVID, and we've, it sounds like have a little bit more to spend. Um, I know at least the last handful of times we've been at the airport, it's been crazy, packed with people. Um, but with the price of gas, um, that is going to be you know a major uh, factor when it comes to your travel. Is this affecting your family's travel? I'm just curious if you are just saying, forget it, we need to travel and have the family experiences, or um, we got to save a little bit for next year. 90% of Americans consider the price of gas and their decisions about whether to travel in the next three months. Um, crazy. So I want to do talk a little bit more in, in the back part of the show about electric vehicles, but what, what do you think is the solution here? And is electric the way to go? Certainly on the environment is the way to go. Um, but gas prices being what they're at, if it continues to go up, um, I guess that's kind of where my mind goes to. I'm worried about, um, you know, going up even further. And then I think about the folks who are really hurting right now and are, you know, having a, an issue even just paying for groceries for their families. And how is this going to continue to go? Fortunately, I think a lot of us still work from home 
And if there's some sort of um, solution in that way that we can, you know, part work from home, but part uh, commute to the office, maybe that's in. But if you're commuting right now, I'm curious what you're spending on gas. Um, the other article that I read, it says that the average Americans had to cut their general spending by a third because of inflation. And so people are, you know, cutting their spending on shopping, on entertainment and vacations the most. So, um, you know, some part of this vacation, some part of this uh, cost of living here is not going away. Again, our number is 916-921-1530. You can also call 1-800-834-1530. But I'm anxious to hear from you how you're doing, how this uh, high gas prices is affecting you. And uh, we'll get much more when we come back. Again, I'm filling in for John McGinnis today. I'm Kelly DeMarco right here on KFBK News Radio. Loving the music today, Kendall. Thank you. I'm Kelly DeMarco in for John McGinnis today. Happy Tuesday. Probably nearing the end of your day if you're in traffic right now. And you know what? I hope you're just as relaxed as I am because I got an extra day to sleep in. And it's a really, really nice Memorial Day weekend. But really was hit with this headline this morning that just stopped me in my tracks, which was that California gas prices are now higher than the federal minimum wage, which is nuts. And so that's kind of the conversation that we're talking about today. And not just the wow factor. I can't believe this is happening, but also there are so many of us that work in different industries that you don't even think about, gosh, I'm complaining about filling up my own SUV, but what about the person who we just talked to that was has livestock, whose business is really feeling? What about the delivery driver? What about the truck driver? And I have a feeling that's what is going to be with Richard. So let's join up with Richard. He's calling from Incline Village. Thanks and welcome to the conversation. Thanks for taking my call, Kelly. Um so I'm, I'm actually, uh, I own a uh, contracting company. We contract with Cal Fire and mm-hmm. the Forest Service. And fuel for us, our, our contracts are generally three years long, so we're kind of tied into that contract for three years. Fuel on fires is going to be close to $10 a gallon for us. Wow. And a lot of us are, are looking saying, well, I can only send out one piece of equipment at a time, or I can only send out one person on that equipment or we may not be able to send equipment out at all. I mean, um, we want to do our part. We want to help the, the people of the state of California, but we also can't run our businesses like hobbies. We don't have the same latitude that, that the government does to be mm-hmm. able to just go and go and spend and spend and spend. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of resources not being able to go and fight these fires this summer. And again, something I didn't even really think about. My question for you, Richard, do you get some kind of, I mean, in your line of work, it seems like you should have a, some sort of discounted gas rate for the work that you're doing. No, actually, when we go to the incidents, they, they bring in vendors also to supply local government and things like that with fuel. Uh-huh. If we use that vendor, we pay a premium on top. What? So literally last year, the, the fire on the fires, fuel was eight bucks a gallon. This year, it's going to be at least 10, if not more. And then that comes out of our paycheck or our, our check at the end. And and to be honest, typically it takes us 120 days to get paid. I know people that just got paid last week from the Dixie fire last summer. Wow. So sometimes it's, and, and we borrow against, we factor our money. We borrow, we borrow from lenders to be able to pay our bills until we get paid back from the state or from the federal government. So mm. it's just, it's getting really tough. And I think you're going to, 
and and we're just there to be honest um, to to fill in when there's not enough local government or not enough federal fire engines or water tenders. But um, that happens every summer. Right. Every summer they don't have enough resources, so we, we get used a lot. And we want to do our part, but you know, yeah, we we keep we don't have the liberty to go into the red every time we go on a fire. Oh, I bet. Well, that's just not right. And thank you for what you do, by the way. I mean, I know. I just feel like we. I always used to say on the news. I feel like every year we said the same thing. Well, this is going to be the worst year for fires. And I just heard someone else say that the other day too. So we're going to need all the help we can get from people like you as well. So hopefully we try. things turn around, but thanks for your hard work on that, Richard. Thanks for calling in. Um, yeah. We've also been talking a little bit about electric vehicles and how that could offset the cost. But I'm curious for those of you who drive an electric vehicle, has it been worth it to you cost wise, obviously better for the environment, but I'm sure there's some kind of opinions on both sides. Um, Ron's calling in talking about electric vehicles. Ron, thanks for joining the conversation. Do you drive an EV? No, I, I, I don't, Kelly, and, and thanks for taking my call. But I, I do accept, I take exception to the, in regards to the comment, it's better for the environment. About 18% of the power on the national grid is what they deem renewable. Mm-hmm. Of that 18%, about 80% of that is nuclear, okay? So when you plug in your car, you're giving, you know, you're burning carbon. At this point in time, the infrastructure is not there to say at this point in time, it is better for the environment. And that really doesn't even enter into the equation uh, mining for lithium and the natural resources that are, are required to build that car. Right. Uh, again, I think that electric cars as an engineering feature are, are incredible. It is a it is a superior mode of transportation. There's no doubt about it. I am not anti-EV. I just think that the market will bear when that transition from a, from a carbon-based fleet to an electric-based fleet happens. And as far as renewables go, again, I, I don't think we're even close to being able to make that statement that EVs are better for the environment at this point. Mm. Well, I appreciate your call, Ron. And yeah, it's interesting, Gosh, even if you want an electric vehicle right now, you're going to have to wait. I mean, it's hard to find them. You definitely are not going to find a used one. Um, but, you know, they're, they are expensive up front. And right now there is a shortage of the EV battery cells and the computer chips. I didn't realize it takes twice as many computer chips as a gas-powered car. Um, so there is a kind of plus and minus, I guess, of electric vehicles. Although everybody I know that drives an electric vehicle thinks it's like the best car on the planet. Like my parents are those Tesla people that in any way, in any conversation, they will tell you, you need to get a Tesla and why their car is far superior. <laughs> kind of cracks me up, actually. Um, let's take our next call from Tito. Tito, how you doing? Hi, Kelly. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Hey, listen, I was wrapping up a brand new roof on a new structure today. And I, uh, you know, three o'clock comes around. I'm always waiting for Sheriff McGinnis to come on the, on the, on the air. And uh, I look forward to listening to him. He's a pretty intelligent guy, but... Man, you came on the air. I have followed you ever since you came to Sacramento. And I think that the way you present topics, you don't present it in such a way that you're pushing your ideas or you, you know, have an agenda, but you, you, you're like a good friend Aww. getting all of us to talk about what's bothering us or what's motivating us, uh, what makes us tick. But I just wanted to say, I hope you get a show on KFBK. I, 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 I've been listening to, to that station for 
decades, and I love it. And and you are one of the best that has ever come to town. Not meaning anything against Sheriff McGinnis, okay? But <laughs> I am so you you made my day happy. I'm wrapping up this new roof. And uh, you just made my day listening to the way you present topics Thank and the you. way you have just a, a friendly conversation with average people, uh, you know, people just like me working hard every single day, going through the struggles. And, you know, even when you were talking about your talking about your 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 your, your child, uh, about what Memorial Day really meant, those things really resonated with resonate with me, and I want to thank you. And I do. I, I and like I said, you you are the best. Thank I, you, I, Tito. I, hope, I appreciate I hope that. To hear you more. Thank you Bye. so much. You made my day. Are you kidding me? That's great. Can we get this guy in the payroll? Anybody? Um, well, that was nice and unexpected. I love that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I, to truth be told, I always get a little nervous when I come on to John's show because I have looked up to John for so many years and he was on my show when I was on TV for many years and he and I are great friends. Um, he, he loves when I fill in, though the guy never takes time off. He's just such a hard worker, but it's always just such an honor to be here and, and to get to talk to you. It's so fun. I love it. Um, let's take one more quick call before the break from Richard, um, talking about gas prices. You getting home. Okay, Richard, I'm sure it's not cheap for you either. Well, what I wanted to talk about is how all of this is orchestrated to some degree. Mm. For example, they're saying that, you know, they always got some blame excuse. The media is always lying. And if you haven't seen that, just take a look at COVID-19 and all the lies that were told there. But nonetheless, if the war was truly the cause, well, then how come Putin is still selling us oil? So that's not the cause. Mm. So what it is is that they're claiming things that aren't true to basically artificially raise prices. It's not a shortage. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, thank you. I appreciate that, Richard. No, I mean, and I think a lot of us are wondering about this, uh, what they call, I read an article on it, this like mystery gasoline surcharge. Um, It is very interesting how things go up and down, and I still can't figure out. You can Google, why is gas in California so expensive? And... Yes, there are some straight answers, and there's a lot of answers that just aren't. Like, why? Why are we paying this much? So, you know, we all have our opinions about things, and that's what I love about the show is, is everybody can and talk about their opinions. But, yeah, a lot is going into this, and you just wonder where it's going to be by the time we get to midsummer for gas prices. So let's take a quick break. Um, I'm going to come back on the other side and get a couple more of your calls. And that number, if you want to give me a call, 916-921-1530 or 1-800-834-1530. We'd love to hear from you, hear how your day's going, and we'll be right back on The John McGinnis Show. Sounds like me paying for gas at the pump the other day. Oh my gosh, it was over $100. Hey, welcome back to The John McGinnis Show. I'm Kelly DeMarco, filling in for the sheriff today on KFBK News Radio. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And on the heels of learning this morning that the average price in California is now six sixteen a gallon, and in some places, where was that number? There was a station, a gas station in L.A. is charging eight oh five a gallon. I'm thinking to myself, how in the heck are we going to pay for anything else, um, including summer travel, including the things that we have lined? Just everything is getting so expensive. And I really think about, should I get an electric car? Should we, you know, I don't know enough about it yet. And that's why I'm curious to hear from you. George, excuse me, Carl's on the line. And Carl uh, has apparently one of each, right, Carl? A gas car, an electric car? 
Yeah, that's right, Kelly. And one of them cost me about four or five hundred bucks a month to drive, and the other one cost me about twenty-five bucks a month. Let me guess so, which one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, one of them is worth twenty thousand more than what I paid for it a short while ago. The other one is worth about the same. Okay. And and people can argue all they want about you know emissions and all that. My, mine happens to run on my my solar system. Okay. And otherwise hydroelectric likely mm-hmm. um, for me it was financial and the the fact that a car is built around a driver just phenomenal in terms of features and capabilities versus having to deal with a big engine and transmission that you know presents safety problems when you get into a wreck so for mm-hmm. me it was a no-brainer and when the cyber truck is out i'm really early in the line and i'll be all all electric at that point. okay those do look really cool they look really cool but how how long are you i'm curious are you on a wait list uh, yeah, I'm like number 3,060 in line, so I'll probably rent the thing out for six months, have it pay for itself, and then drive it myself. There you go. So you're going to, and you think you'll probably just turn your other gas one in and go all electric all the way? Yeah, I'll be done as soon as I can. It just, you need, the, I need the utility of a truck, unfortunately, and yeah. I think that's going to, that'll change everything. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would check them out. They're hard to get a handle on. They're hard to come by. Uh, but best decision I made was getting into a Tesla and a couple of different Teslas in my history. That's cool. All right, Carl. Well, thanks for calling in. And again, we're just talking about, you know, what what are you doing to kind of offset some of the cost? Um, my question, because I honestly just don't know enough about electric vehicles. I imagine even the prices of the batteries or the home chargers aren't cheap. George is on the line from Lincoln. Uh, George, welcome to the conversation. Do you have an electric car? No, I have an electric motorcycle that's four years old. Uh-huh. Cost $8,500. The battery went bad. They do not manufacture the batteries anymore. They'll rebuild my battery for $5,000 and won't guarantee it. Whoa. I looked into buying uh, a Porsche Taycan. Mm-hmm. It's an electric car. They're $150,000. It requires two batteries. They're $45,000 each. The batteries? And... Yes. Holy smokes. And the gentleman who was talking earlier about uh, the lightweight of a Tesla, the electric motor and batteries in the Tesla weigh as much, if not more, than a standard aluminum block Chevrolet V8 pickup truck. Hmm. So I get the sense. What are we going to do with these lithium batteries when they go bad? Hmm. Didn't think of that. So it sounds like, yes. George, you're not you're not too happy. You're going to go back to gas then, or what are you going to do? I'm going to stay with gas until I keel over, drop dead. <laughs> Batteries do not function. They do not last. And nobody has perfected the batteries to be as good as uh, a gasoline-powered vehicle. Hmm. And, uh, you know, people will argue back and forth, uh, but I've been into automobiles for almost 70 years and batteries are a failure Mm -hmm. They go bad in cars and they go bad in this electric car and where do you plug in your electricity into the wall right where does the power come from that thermal nuclear yeah well sorry to hear about your bike that's a bummer and um yeah i mean just you know we all have these different experiences and i also kind of think about too as we move into the future um, the batteries have got to get better. But again, right now, there's a big shortage on the batteries. Um, they are more expensive up front. The computer chips, you know, there's a shortage on those. Um, so, yeah, there's certainly things to think about. 
as we top out of the the gas price situation here. Let's take one quick call before we go. Jose calling in from Lincoln. Jose, thanks for staying on the line. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Great. Yeah, Kelly, I was just calling in to to, uh, talk a little bit about the root cause of all this high prices in gasoline. And you can look back three years ago, we were paying next to nothing for gasoline. And all of a sudden, all those companies, like the ones that were uh, had a lot of oil wells in North Dakota, and all, they started going bankrupt. So all these companies went bankrupt, and now they're producing 40% less fuel, and that's one big reason. Again, we have the war going on mm-hmm. there with Russia between Ukraine, and that's causing a lot of it. But again, we just need some kind of price control. So when the price gets down too low and the companies don't make any money, they don't go out of business. Great now thoughts. They're making a big, now they're making a big windfall profit. You know, something needs to be done about that. I agree. Well, Jose, thanks so much for calling in. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening today. Again, I'm Kelly DeMarco filling in for John McGinnis. He will be back tomorrow for you. And the lovely Kitty O'Neill just sauntered into the studio. She's going to be here with your news updates in just a few minutes. So have a great day, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.